Folks, welcome to episode seventy-one of the boring lies of in- the boring lies of interesting. <laughs> God damn it! Yep, I'm just keeping on the scent too. Of God damn it! <laughs> what? How does it go? Uh, episode seventy-one of the boring lies of interesting people podcast. I am Daniel. <laughs> I am Katie. Lady Lomi's chaos with a K. Mesmero. <laughs> wow, I'm having trouble too. I shouldn't have laughed. This is going well. <laughs> Like I said, going well. <laughs> PhD, aka no, nope, nope. the twenty seventh PhD. I was curious. If, I was very curious if you had messed that up because it's the first well, time since. I'm hyper focused and it's not working out with the rest of it, so I figured I at least get one part correct. <laughs> you start screaming twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty seven. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm good. Good. Yeah. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I uh, just got back from a hot-ass bike ride and uh, mm-hmm. showered and whatnot because I, I don't know, I'm stupid and I hate myself, apparently. But I've got a nice wind tunnel going on in what's otherwise the hot box of the uh, Catbox <laughs> studio here. No no AC? No, I mean, AC's going, but this ro- like the wall faces like the sun all day, and then it just radiates heat, and I think it's why the AC goes on so often. You should grow a tree. I, I'd love to, but right outside this window is some sweet sidewalk. You should break up. get a jackhammer. Okay. This doesn't seem like a, a, a expensive plan at all, but carry on. Okay, you should steal a jackhammer. Love it. <laughs> and then make a little, like, circular spot and then just put a tree in. Okay, where's my bike going to go? Uh, In the house. You could <gasps> You could get, like, a rack and hang it from the ceiling... And then you could make use of your ceiling space. That's that's a thing in Davis. Like Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> not gonna do it. But okay, I like I think the idea is great. Uh I think it's also terrible. But it's good. Rude. It's a good bad idea you have. I'm just trying to help you out. I appreciate that. Or you could also install like solar panels right on that wall. So that way like you can just use the sun as an air conditioner like there's a couple steps in there but like (laughs) (laughs) gotta figure out how to do wiring then i've got to wire ac to these solar panels no you could just hire somebody again it does not seem like a cost-effective plan you could you could ask somebody pretty please and i'm sure they'd do it for you (laughs) that's it that's the one all right dear solar panel (laughs) peeps i know it's usually expensive but pretty please this is just an ad that you put in the paper <laughs> yeah like... again ads yeah, cost like money right. <laughs> or you can make friends with the people <laughs> at the newspaper there we go they're right Come by on. my work so that'd be pretty easy i think or craigslist yeah. that's free it's true but then you know there's always the uh potential of just being murdered well, that's why you screen. So, like, you have, like, a contact information, right? But you don't make it your own. You make, like, a fake number, like, through Skype or whatever. And then you have them call that. And then if they're like, oh, I'm going to kill you, then you just don't pick that person. <laughs> if they lead with I'm going to kill you, do not pick that person. If it comes later, yeah. it was my own fault, really. I understand. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> all right. We've, we figured it out how I'm going to get this room cool all the time. And it's a great idea, actually. You know, I'm super on board. Well done. That's been episode 71. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Welcome to episode 72. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna dive into the episode with a show story. And I, I, I know I talk about going to shows quite a bit. And there's usually not a lot of content there. I'll be, I know. I'm well aware of it. <laughs> but um, I went to a show last Friday that was kind of a weird show to go to at all. But when we were in Europe... Uh, Live Nation had this thing. They made up a bullshit holiday where it's like concert day. Mm-hmm. So then it's $20 tickets. That's $20 that includes fees. And they list like a lot of mostly amphitheater shows. So you can get like, including fees, it's 20 bucks. I'm like, cool. Uh, I'll see what they got. 
and at Shoreline Amphitheater, which is a ways away, uh, the Counting Crows are doing a 25th anniversary tour. And Counting Crows, nice. uh, most known for the song Mr. Jones, Along December, and a handful of others. But uh, I've been a fan of theirs since maybe high school, and they've just kind of been this kind of secret love I have because I admit fully that they're really, really lame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they were doing this tour, and I went to the show. And the opening band started... No, there's two... There wound up being a secret opener, which is always frustrating. When I look high and low trying to find how many bands there are, what time the show starts. The show started at 6.30. I'm like, that seems far too early, but all right. I get there. There's a band playing at 6.30. And I sit down. That's not the opening band. That's some other band I don't remember. The opener uh, slated for the show for the entire time up until like day of is a band called Live. Live are a ni- another 90s band, and their biggest hit is this song called Lightning Crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they open for Counting Crows, and most of their stuff is just kind of generic, kind of alt-rock stuff. Some heavy moments, a lot of ballady things. But um, I was not really feeling it, and I'm <laughs> just kind of looking around at the venue, because I don't know if you've been to Shoreline Amphitheater. It's, it's, uh-uh. it's in a weird spot. It's literally like a block away from the google headquarters oh yeah that's cool so like you get you're you're driving in and you see all these people on like google bikes and you see all of google campus and it's kind of neat uh so i'm just looking around and it's generally like a nice kind of green area and i'm looking at birds and stuff like that and this lady who's next to me uh leans over to me and goes you're not a big fan of these guys are you and i was like uh no not really i've only known like one song so far and she's like, are you more of a Counting Crows guy? I was like, I, yeah, I guess so. She's like, hmm, all right. And then turns away from me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, these this lady and her friend are going to be, uh, they're going to be trouble, I bet. Uh, turns out, not so much, because about three songs before live ended, these two women who were losing their shit throughout live disappear. Okay. Uh, live plays one of their big hits. And then there's this guy who's two rows behind me. He starts screaming at the top of his lungs. Live should be top billing. Live should be top billing. Live should be top billing. <laughs> He's so upset that live is not headlining. Mind you, they're playing like an hour and 15 minutes. For a band that's not headlining, that's a good size set. Yeah. And uh, then he starts shrieking just like insanity. He's like, he thinks the set's over and because they walk off and one guy comes back with the acoustic guitar and he starts co- screaming, come back to us, do a fucking encore. Come back to us, do a Whoa. fucking encore. What? No encore. I came to see live. Not these other cocksuckers. Oh, my God. He's so upset. And he, apparently live is his favorite band, which seems impossible. But uh, <laughs> then they come back out and they do a couple songs and. Uh, they do a song with this guy who produced one of their albums who was also in the Talking Heads. On paper, that's cool. I actually don't really give a shit about the Talking Heads. Um, it's They're like an influential 80s band, whatever, not my cup of tea. So yeah. this guy comes out, he plays keyboard, and he does like this nonsense like three-minute keyboard solo, and it's not good. <laughs> but this guy, no. this guy, when um, the guy behind me, when he finishes his solo, starts just like lift, listing off all this guy's credits. He's like, he produced our second, third album. He's a goddamn legend. You guys need to give it up more up for him. And he keeps clapping and yelling at people around him not for not clapping. Oh my god! Uh, and eventually, live plays a couple more songs, and this guy's yelling along the lyrics, not even singing, and he's yelling the lyric that's about to happen in like breaks when the singer would be taking a breath. So, but the best part is he's getting all the words wrong. <laughs> like he's getting like the syllable count and maybe like the last word close, but it'd be like lightning crashes in the hills of a something. It'd be like thunder loud in the <laughs> over on the mountains. I think he's either a way too excited or just obliterated <laughs> drunk. So then Live plays their big last song. They take a bow. They leave the stage. He goes back to yelling that Counting Crows are like garbage and Live should be top billing and all this stuff. And then thankfully he just leaves. So I'm hanging out for a while. Uh, Counting Crows start and two songs in, my my neighbors come back. And they come back with a carafe of wine. It's just this giant oh. jug of wine and it's like yeah. half gone already and they sit next to me and the lady who's been next to me looks at me does like finger guns and goes we're back 
Oh my fucking god. And I just give I her... mean <laughs> This is the kind of like audience I expect this like these bands to have though. So anyway, go I, I on. was kind of <laughs> surprised that they were the rowdy. I thought it would just be like quiet introverts just like looking forward to overly emotional like alt rock, but this this lady was a trip because then she, I just give her a thumbs up because the band's playing. I don't really want to talk over the band. Apparently that's like unheard of because she does nothing but talk over the band while they're playing. <laughs> and, and so I give her a thumbs up and I go back to watching the band and she goes, you're so miserable around us. You hate us, don't you? I'm like, no, I'm glad you're having a good time. Like genuinely. She's like, oh, thanks. Are you having a good time? I was, yeah, I am. She's like, all right, cool. I'll leave you alone now. And to her credit, she did leave me alone. But her and her friends, like I said, spent the entire rest of their set talking to each other very loudly. <laughs> but Fun. like, you know, like if you go to a show, you hear people who were just like, oh, yeah, I saw this band, blah, 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 blah. And they don't want to actually listen to the band. They want to talk about the band playing or something. So they're right. not they're not doing this. They are instead the the woman on the other side of her looks over <laughs> at her legs and realizes that her friend it, it, I don't know why this never crossed their mind. They're they're different heights, but when they're sitting down, their legs look like they're different lengths because they are. The lady <laughs> screams, "Oh my god, we have different size knees!" <laughs> and then they put their le- they sit up straight next to each other, and they put their like their like uh, butts or thighs or whatever where they start next to each other, and they just like start comparing how different like lengths their legs are. <laughs> This is like crazy high person behavior, but I think yeah. they're just drunk on white wine. Um, and, well, and, go ahead. Maybe they took like ecstasy or something. I hope so. That would be the only thing that would explain this. <laughs> so they, they then the lady pulls out her her camera or her phone and starts taking pictures of her legs being different lengths and holding them up and go like, yeah, they really are. And like what? what? And they're like, what about our feet? So they put their feet on the seats ahead of us, and thankfully there's nobody sitting there. Otherwise, they would just sweat like feet on their back. <laughs> and start taking pictures of their feet and being different sizes. Mind you, this is all with the flash on. So there's just like this, this you know, flash of light and there's just feet. And it's super distracting. And then like the band will stop playing a song and then they'll suddenly start cheering and be like, oh my God, I love that song when they were not paying attention. And, and then the lady right next to me started doing just kind of weird things. Like she started looking around the audience and took pictures of people that look like they're having a fun time or something. Because she took a picture of the couple ahead of her that were like during one of the songs, she put his head on his shoulder and was like kind of nuzzling up. She's like, oh, that's adorable. And took their picture. Also with flash on. I'm sure they knew, but I don't know why they didn't turn around. Yeah, that's creepy. It was very creepy. And then the rest of the, the set, like I said, they just kind of kept talking to each other and eventually they disappeared again and came back with more wine. And uh, <laughs> the Counting Crows, were they were right. They were they're kind of what I expect them to be and why I've been putting off seeing them for, I don't know, 15 years or something. Uh, they played like a handful of songs I really love. And I was like, all right, cool. I've, I'm, I'm set. I'm heading out. And then I, they started playing Mr. Jones. I saw Mr. Jones and I was gone. So then it, it wound up being a, right. yeah, it wound up being a pretty good performance, but overall a bummer of a concert experience. <laughs> That's super unfortunate. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's okay. I guess. Was it hot? Uh, it was pretty warm, yeah. Um, that sucks. It, Mountain View is a, like a warm place, but uh, a few weeks before that, our our friend uh, hit us up one night and was like, "Hey, I got free tickets to go see Sticks and Joan Jet. Do you want to go?" We're like, "Okay, cool. <laughs> that seems like a fun time." So we went over to Wheatland, where uh, like the Sacramento area amphitheater is, <laughs> and that was super unpleasant and very warm. And I don't know, I understand why an amphitheater only does shows like during the summer, but I don't know why the Sacramento amphitheater only does shows during the summer because they're all just 100 degrees and terrible. Yeah, but that sounds stupid. But Styx was fun. They played Mr. Roboto. And That's I enjoy, exciting. I enjoy that very much. Apparently they don't do that much anymore. But oh. they, they busted out on this tour for the first time since like the 80s. Lucky you. I know. Uh, what have you been up to? Um, let's see. Besides law dogging it. <laughs> I have, well, let's see. So today I was at um, a training session for newbie law review people. So that was exciting. Uh, I told them all my horror story about how I got reamed like once because I wasn't doing it right and they weren't giving me feedback. So we made sure to tell them, yes, we'll be giving you feedback so that you don't make the same mistakes I did. Um, So that was exciting. Um, 
What else have I been doing legal-wise? Oh, I am in a night class, and I work during the day. And <laughs> How's that? Uh, uh, you know, I've gone like 12 hours a day, but it's cool. And then <laughs> I do research for a professor. And then law review, which is just editing people's shitty articles. So that's exciting. Um, I did offer an Italian professor um, the ability to publish with our journal, which is exciting because his article is very, very good. And he like writes for Oxford. Um, so that's cool. But uh, that is basically the highlight of my legal side. Um, I had a birthday recently. <laughs> How was your birthday? It was it was okay. I didn't do anything. Um, I sat on the couch. Oh, you know what happened? Okay, this is what happened for my fucking birthday. So I got insurance for dental and eye and vision, right? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't like I am now apparently an adult by the the government standards and I don't get insurance anymore through my mama. So I had to go and get some and I, cause I would like, I needed contacts. I had run out. I was <laughs> wearing one pair for like four months. It's cool. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Didn't sustain any eye infections, thankfully. Hey. Um, right. <laughs> anyway, so I got this insurance like maybe five months ago now, um, like three months into it. I was like, okay, like, Insurance, I guess, you know, they have like a set time or like they're making sure you're not going to like just like take their money and then run. And so I was like, well, we're probably past that. And so I set up an appointment um, to get my eyes done. And uh, I went in and I gave her my card because like she asked what insurance provider it was. And I was like, I don't know. It's like this one. I don't really want to say that the company because it, I don't think it's the company's fault. I think it's the deal that they have with my school. That's okay. the problem. But anyway, so I was like, I don't know. It just says this company doesn't have any other things on it. And, um, they were like, okay, well that's kind of weird. So I'm going to call them and see what's going on. So I went in to start my appointment and then she came back with this card where she had just like written all these like, what? Like question mark and like all kinds of like weird stuff on it. And she was like, so you have this policy and it's for a year, right? And I was like, yeah, well, there's a 15 month waiting period on it. And I was just like, what the what? fuck? <laughs> so it's unusable. And so I just got really pissed off and I went through my eye appointment, got everything taken care of. I paid for everything out of pocket because obviously I didn't qualify. And then I, I called them super fucking angry the lady on the phone didn't even know that that was a thing. She checked the my policy and she was like, oh, yeah, that's weird. I've never seen that before. And so, like, she tried calling all of the places on the website that I gave her and none of them were picking up and all of them were saying they were disconnected lines. So I was like, what the fuck? Did I just get frauded by my school? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like a week later later so I had sent them an email because I was so mad about it and then like a week later I got an email from them saying um sorry about the delay in communication uh your you know your policy is canceled just like you requested um blah 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 and so like I haven't been billed from them since it's okay I think they realized that something was the problem and uh yeah so screw them but also screw my school I still haven't talked to my school about it, but whatever. I'm still dealing with other things. So. <laughs> uh, I actually went, when I first got insurance through my work, I went and got an eye, t eye exam, and they asked me if I had insurance. I gave them the card, and like they're like, oh, there's no vision with this. And then I was like, oh, okay. Well, how much is it going to cost for just the normal test? They're like 150 bucks. And yeah. then and then somebody came up and was like, "Hold on, let me let me try and something." And then somebody else came up and ran my insurance again and like, "All right, so with your insurance, it'll be $360." What and, the fuck? And I was just like, "What?" And the first lady's like, "Yeah, what?" And then he's like, "I don't know, we can pretend you don't have insurance." I'm like, "Yeah, let's do that." <laughs> So I paid for it out of pocket, and then I told my uh, HR person about that, and she's like, that's insane. Why Why that happened? I'm like, I don't know. You're in charge of the policy, right? <laughs> 
And uh, that's way worse than what happened with me. Okay, <laughs> you you can have that. So I paid 150 bucks, got my eye exam, and then when I actually went to go like sign for stuff afterwards, this like there was somebody completely different at the counter and I gave her the, she's like, all right, so do you got insurance? And then she's like, Oh, it says I hear that you have insurance. Let's go ahead. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't. I don't have insurance. <laughs> she's like, no, it says right here. I'm like, I know just no, I'll pay for it out of pocket. I prefer, I want to. She's like, okay. I was like, okay. She's like, all right. So she thought it was crazy, but then I don't know if she ever ran the number on it, but yeah, they said it was, they quoted me more than double what it was supposed to be. That's so fucking crazy. Eyes, man. That's horrible. I need to get my eyes yeah. checked again, actually. Lame. Yeah. I don't like how much it costs, but I understand. Yes. <laughs> Be being able to see is something people will likely pay a decent amount for. Right. It's not super scammy, but it also really is. Well, I mean, it's. I feel like it's less scammy than, like... It is obviously less scammy than pharmaceuticals because these guys go through a lot of training and like they know about the eye. Um, it, but it is still like I think it's still overcharging for what it is. Yeah. Like they they have specific access and I guess they're charging for that access. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, I hate being an. You hate what? I hate being an adult. <laughs> uh segue potentially uh speaking of adults i have uh tipped myself into a whole nother level of adulting and i am settling into my golden years because katie and i have begun going to bingo nights uh and it's been a lot of fun are there oh hold on okay yes. let me ask you a couple questions please where is the bingo being held so it's not at like a a uh, a hall or something it's actually at a bar it's at woodstocks which is you know the local pizza slash bar place so that's that's already <laughs> it's 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 gone from like old people cred to hipster cred right away yeah right away i don't even need to ask any other questions what, what, what were gonna... your other questions <laughs> What is the average age of the other people playing bingo with you? Uh, early mid twenties. <laughs> yeah, so you, really, you're acting younger than you really are. Yeah, we're going back way far because I played bingo <laughs> in elementary school and I missed it. Yeah, but it's there been you go. it's a lot of fun. Every night is like sponsored by either a brewery or some other company, so the prizes are like a beer glass, and we've got a sun, like one night. Katie won twice and our friend Nicole won twice and there's four of us so we basically all got like a prize pack so we awesome. we have four matching like Sierra Nevada gr neon green sunglasses that are really obnoxious looking they're amazing <laughs> uh, that's incredible but the whole thing about the, the bingo night is the place gives out like if you win they give out like maybe 30 to like 70 bucks in pizza coupons at a time but there's no drink minimum to play. There's no entry fee or anything. You don't have to like buy food. You can show up, grab a card, and you can just like hopefully win. I feel like they've got to be losing money. <laughs> but at the same time, they keep doing it every week, and we show up. So joke's on someone. <laughs> like we usually buy like a beer each. I guess yeah. that adds up for all the stuff they get for free. But then it's giving pizza away still. Yeah. But, like, the, the cost of making their pizza, I don't think, is that much. Like, they use better ingredients than most other places. Um, at least, so that they, we have a Woodstock's, like, right around the corner here. Um, I don't know how, how the quality is up in Davis. I haven't been to that one in years, obviously. Um, but, like, I remember it being good. So, I think that their cost, though, of producing pizza is probably still lower than the amount of extra... Um, purchases that happened because of these events that they put on. Because I know that they were doing like trivia night and like having like Tuesday live bands or whatever day that was. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I just. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, congratulations for being involved in, you know, the community. I, I want to go and do trivia night, but. One, I'm always so fucking tired after the day's done. And two, um, Dan's never available when I'm available. So uh -huh. basically, I would just have to go and have a life outside of him. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> he, should, um, he should somehow host a trivia thing via what he does. And you could play in on that. But then that gets rid of the whole going out part of it. 
It does. So. And he needs to get out of the house. But actually, he's in Florida right now. The poor, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I've been following his his Instagram, and I was not sure where the hell that was. But then again, I never know when he's at these things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's at Guardian Con right now. It's like, um, so these people got really famous off of playing Destiny, and um, the convention last. So it's sorry. It's like a. It's a convention where the proceeds and donations go to St. Jude's Hospital, Children's mm-hmm. Hospital. Um, they're trying to basically make make the hospital run for a day. It costs $2.5 million or something um, to run it for a day. And so they're trying to reach that goal. And, like, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, so he is doing PR for it. And so he's out there doing whatever, meeting with Fox and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, he said that it's really hot and gross and I am not jealous that he's there. <laughs> yeah. Florida in the summertime. Although it's really gross and like, hot here. So yeah. Does it like you get humidity there? I don't know. Ocean's there. Oh. I don't. seems like a bad time. Yeah. Oh, it's so like kind of. So, <laughs> I, so like, you know how in the Midwest they have like, Storms that come through at like 3 p.m. every day on the dot or whatever. Like monsoons? I feel like. Well, not in the Midwest. Like tornadoes. Oh, those. Yes. I do know those. My apologies. Yeah. So, like, here I think there's something similar, but way less drastic. <laughs> where it's like there's a certain period of time from like 6 a.m. to maybe 2 p.m. where there's no fucking wind and it's just like the most miserable. <laughs> weather in the world because it's like 60 to 70 percent humidity which obviously i've been in worse so like i'm not really complaining about that but and then it's like 85 95 and then like you get in your car and then like it just never cools off i will have my air conditioner blasting for like 30 40 minutes while i'm driving somewhere and my <laughs> my car w- once i turn off the air conditioning my car instantly heats back up and it's just like i've entered an oven Again, after being in the freezer, it was weird. It's awful. And, uh, yeah, I kind of hate summer here. So uh, eventually when I, you know, get rich, because that's ever going to happen, I'm going to have a house, I think, in Australia for winter or for summer here, but winter there. And then I can just, like, escape summer all year round. Yeah, I've we've been talking about moving from here, and we're in that time of year when I just, like, want to run away to like an alp or something and just hide in like a igloo because yeah that's actually something i i (laughs) as much as i want you to move down here (laughs) i think you'd be pretty (laughs) miserable like in the summertime that's what katie says as well she's like i love san diego and i was like yeah i thought it was cool too she's like you'd hate it and i'm like oh yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) and it's sunny all the fucking time Mm. like It'll it'll storm here because it'll come up through from Mexico and there'll be like really fresh storms and it'll feel really nice. But then like the next day it'll be like 90 degrees and sudden just like never leaves. So you take what you can get, I guess. I don't know. It's like it's nice all year round here. But there are some days that are just better than others. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, so where are are you adding any other places to your potential move spot no we've really just gotten as far as like yeah let's go okay when uh where (laughs) general idea of pacific northwest i guess uh yeah i don't believe you i think that's a good spot we're trying to finagle like when we can go up there we just had some friends move up there and uh once they're settled in start maybe eyeing long weekends or something to crash on their couch yeah so sounds good early stages um speaking of moving yes <laughs> segways we did it uh, i finagled that's gonna be the word of the day so right. ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, i finagled the ability ah! to move into uh an, a new apartment not a new apartment and a bigger apartment that is equally as old as this apartment in the same complex uh and it's only like so it's like 200 more square feet, and it's about $200 more. So that was pretty good. Um, 
Yeah, so she's also allowing us, like, basically two weeks to move. So that's awesome. I just have to figure out, like, the start date for moving your power and stuff because I don't want them to take away the power in this apartment until we're completely finished moving. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time. Have you ever dealt with that? Uh, yeah. It's not fun. Okay. Like, sometimes they cut it off early. I've had more friends deal with that than I have myself, but yeah, I've gone the... Like, there was so much uncertainty that between two places when I moved in town, I crashed at my parents' place for, like, two days just to, like, make sure that, like, when I actually did move in, everything was there. Because moving in here in town was just, like, everyone scrambles at the beginning or the sometime in August. So it's just, like, super busy, super hot. So I was like, I'm going to sit back for a couple of days, let the craziness that's going to be there at first happen, and then move in when I know I've got power and I've got AC. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, you're old, like you said, they're both like old buildings. Are there any like fun old qualities to them, or are they just like not? I don't know. Like I live in a building that was probably built in the '70s or '80s, and it doesn't really have character. But like some older places do, like a converted house or something. I would say your apartment has a lot of character because it has a staircase. Just because there's a top floor, I mean, if there's a top floor and no staircase, I wouldn't say it's that would be character, because <laughs> then it's got an inaccessible floor. It just has like a, a fireman's pole, and you have to climb up it. Yeah, I got to figure out a way to go up through the window, but I can't have like a bunch of shit on my patio, of course. So we'll figure it it's out. So good. Um, no, there's no character aside from the fact that they just plaster paint on the walls, so. Actually, in our um, linen closet, there's an old screen that I think used to be in the old air conditioner that's just, like, plastered to the wall. Like, they just painted right over it. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, and uh, when we moved in, they told us not to let children or pets lick the walls because they couldn't guarantee there wasn't lead paint behind the paint that they had just used. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. I never thought about that. that here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there was anything else aside from the occasional cockroach. Those are those are quirky and fun. Come out in their little yeah. top hats. No. Especially when Kika... Sorry, my cat. I, I don't know. Do you know I call her that? No, but... Well, okay. maybe. <laughs> I think I've heard you say that sound combination before. I mean, probably. I never call her by her actual name. Anyway. Which is uh, what again? Uh, Kara. Kika. That's where it's at. Well, Kika is short for kitty cat because I'm lazy as shit and I can't <laughs> say like full words. Hi, so. Kika. Yeah, I see. I hear nah. it. <laughs> um. Especially when she, like, goes and tries to attack them and kill them. And I'm like, no, that's very dirty. Get away from it. We try so, not to let Dennis hunt cockroaches because we're afraid that they've already been poisoned. So we yeah. try and take them out. Also, she's just bad at it. Like, she, <laughs> she, when she tries to catch a bug, she'll put her paw on it. She'll catch it. But then, of course, she wants to look at it. So she moves her paw and it flies away and she gets upset. <laughs> like, if she just, like, pounced on it and then, like, then went to, like, trying to bite it to, to bits... Yeah, but I heard one time that uh, Katie's sister was house sitting that she caught a bug and like started ripping its legs off. So, Whoa! Yeah, I don't know who she learned that, but <laughs> uh, speaking of not calling a cat by its name, go Littlehead. Littlehead is my go-to nickname for her because her head—it's not very big. Um, I feel like that's most cats, though, isn't it? Just like the proportion. Yeah, I, it's not like a profound. Uh, thing I've oh. noticed I just like okay, I just decided in the hierarchy of heads in our house I have the biggest I'm big head Katie's normal head and then there's little head however uh, since we've last recorded we now have a fourth head in the house yes uh, I was about to ask I was like what happened to <laughs> Ke like other Kika I call all other cats <laughs> Kika as well so it's really confusing <laughs> we now have a a long-haired black cat named Geezer uh, oh. she's amazing she uh is the most cat cat we've had. Well, I've had in a long time because she uses scratching posts. Uh, she lets you pet her for a little while, then gets mad and attacks you. Smoke, <laughs> Smokey would let me pet him all day long if I wanted to, and, and just it would never stop. And yeah. then De Dennis like will let me pet her, 
and doesn't seem stoked about it, but doesn't like get mad. But Geezer will like swipe at us or bite us and stuff. So uh, doesn't oh. does not like her belly rubbed. Dennis loves her belly rubbed, uh, but I still rub Geezer's belly. And in the uh, <laughs> in the head thing, we just call her Fuzz Head, which doesn't really work with our whole size thing. But my go-to for her has been Fuzz Butt because she's got long hair and always looks like she has baggy pants on. Aww. So uh, we got her from a, a local animal, local-ish animal shelter in Sacramento. Uh, they, they, she had a chip in her, and they called the number attached to it, and they never came to get her. And my, mm-hmm. I know, like my, she was super sweet. Like we walked up to her in the like little holding thing, and put her like fingers through so she could start like sniff our hand, and she just started rubbing on it right away. Aww. Like flop next to us so we could rub her back and stuff, and was very excited. Oh. Baby. I know. She's so precious. Um, But uh, she has a kind of a wonky right eye. She came in and she had a ruptured globe. And it was looking like that. I know. I have like a weird eye thing, too. So I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to have to deal with a a cat with like an eye I have to like constantly look at. But they're actually talking about potentially removing it at first. And I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. And we decided like. All right, we're going to be adults about this. She's super sweet and like her I feel like her eyes what's preventing people from from adopting her. So like let's right. let's be the ones to get her cuz she's amazing. So we go in there and they're like, "Yeah, so uh she's gotten a lot better. We're not going to do a removal of the eye, like keeping like keep an eye on it, pun, no pun intended." And um <laughs> I hope yeah, they said that. <laughs> uh they they did say keep an eye on it. I kind of I kind of laughed. Um <laughs> And, and they said, like, yeah, it should be fine. But the thing is, like, they don't know what caused it. It could have been, like, running outside and ran into a twig or something. It could have been an infection. If it's an infection, it could come back and be an issue. If it's, like, a trauma thing, no mm. no problem. So we just, I just, like, stare in her face really long, like, maybe once a week and look for any sort of weird reaction. But no, she seems to be fine. That's good. Yeah. Aw. Our big old, big old families grew. And they and, so cute. <laughs> and they are laying together, but not like touching each other. They're fighting less or more. I don't know. Depends on the day, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, um, Kara now lets us pet her stomach. She'll get upset after a while, but when we first got her, she would not allow us to touch it at all. She would she would like instantly bite. So it might be that um, Geezer just needs a little bit of time to acclimate. And like because it's Dennis's like territory, mm-hmm. Geezer might not feel completely at home. Like, okay, this is gonna sound weird, but I was watching that cat guy on Animal Planet. <laughs> the dude with the crazy sideburns. Yes, <laughs> and he said that like you can't allow them to have their own territories it has to be a mixed territory but um like if there's any way that you can make geezer feel more in control it might fix the problem but i mean like if if she he she yeah she isn't doing anything like i guess she wouldn't mark any territory but if she's not like i guess destroying everything then it's probably fine it could just be her personality but i don't know yeah, she seems completely content to just kind of like hang out and lay around and rub on us. And then if Dennis swats at her, she swats back. And then they play Racer Chasers, which is everyone's favorite game. It is everyone's favorite game. Um, Jet now plays that game with Kara. How's that go? Sometimes. <laughs> uh, he is the most scaredy cat dog I have ever known. And he's a big baby. And so, like, she'll swipe at him. And then eventually he'll get tired of it and then he'll yipe <laughs> like <laughs> she's hurt him and she hasn't because she doesn't use her claws. And um, yeah, and then she gets in trouble and then Jet like triumphantly gets on the couch and he's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so there's that. What a, what a dick. He is a dick. <laughs> she's also a dick, though, because sometimes she'll get on the couch and like actually use her claws after he does that. Which, I mean, is justified, but still, like, you have to be a parent. <laughs> uh, have you seen any interesting or fun films? We, we've talked about potentially doing, like, more movie offshoots, but lately mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've seen stuff that would warrant an entire episode. Yeah, but I've seen I, some stuff. I wanted to see Ant-Man, which I've heard is pretty pretty mediocre. 
Um, and I wanted to see Sicario really bad, but I never actually got to the theater to watch it. So if it's still there when Dan comes back, then I'm going to go see that. But we saw Incredibles 2, which I thought thought was really good. I enjoyed then, it a lot. So you don't have the the photo epilepsy. Oh, no. Okay. No, I don't. I remember... I remember um, there was something about it that, that like... No, it was deja vu that triggers you. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. that's my thing. Uh, deja vu okay. might sometimes make me like pass out, faint, heart stop, whatever. No, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm not epileptic. I had the test. Those are super cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just flashing lights, but like the speed they get up to is like impressive. That's fucking horrible. Are you telling me they test epilepsy by like making you go into a coma? All right. So what they did was they, <laughs> I had this happen twice because I don't know why they didn't buy the first one, but... They lay you on a table, they take like little fucking electrodes or something and attach them all over your head, like down to like your eyebrows and all along the back. And then they just make you close your eyes and they put this like bar right in front of your eyes, like where glasses and sunglasses would be. And it's- So you're Jordi LaForge and- with No, you're Jordi LaForge wearing Cerebro is basically what's happening. Okay, go on. fucking hell uh yeah it's got some of that element to it and then but you have your eyes closed and they start flashing a light and they speed up the light and watch your brain and how it reacts to it and i think there's a certain there might be a certain speed that'll trigger something in your brain and then they like stop it and don't actually send you into an epileptic fit but uh i went all the way through every speed they had and the last one flickers so fast it just seems like it's on except like shaky or something uh, oh. And then after that, they're like, all right, well, you're not epileptic. I'm like, oh, that's what we were doing here? <laughs> but yeah, that, that's... I, I thought I was just looking at pretty lights. Yeah, I thought that was like, <laughs> I didn't know exactly what you were doing because you didn't quite explain it because I, I think they didn't want to like influence my reactions to it. I don't know. I was also like 20 and 20 or 21 and freaking out and not really listening. Uh, sense, yeah. But yeah, that scene where they're in that room and it's super flashy, like I was like, holy shit, this seems like it would be like that episode of pokemon to some people and then as we and then as we left there was a sign in the window that we didn't notice that said like potential seizure uh whatever stuff so when when we saw it it had actually gotten around and they put like a just like a sign not a sign a like a powerpoint sign (laughs) before the movie started that was like warning and it stayed up there for like 30 good seconds so it was like this is good this has flashing lights and may cause epileptic seizure seizures and whatever um and i was just like oh that's good i'm i'm glad you know the power of complaining did something <laughs> uh speaking of the power of complaining did you have the like three minute apology video before yours Do you, have you heard about that uh, maybe? Where it's Samuel L. Jackson and then the Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, the, the actors, I don't know who they are. Uh, oh, yeah. And they come on, they're like, sorry, this took 14 years to make. It takes a lot to make a movie, the, which is just like throwing the creators of the film under the bus, making them sound like lazy or something, but I don't know. Well, I didn't take it like that. I thought it was just like a, a learning experience for children, because, like, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know unless you, like, talk them through the whole process. That's fair, but like the between Incredibles and Incredibles Two, I believe they made both Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Oh, <laughs> which is like if they start if they sure if they started Finding Nemo before Incredibles and it took a bunch of years to make the fact that Nemo was a success gave birth to Finding Dory, which they were able to produce since Nemo came out. So I I I don't know why they felt the need to do that, but. And I was I but still the movie I enjoyed quite a bit. I actually think I enjoyed it more than the first one, but I also don't oh. I don't have the nostalgia for the first one cuz I saw it super late. Same. Cool. I saw it like 2 months ago. Dan showed it to me cuz it was like it's an outrage you've never seen this film. And I was like, okay. I mean, it was cute when I saw it, but at the same time like I was like, okay, it's really kind of hokey, but I thought this movie was a lot better and it had more relevant like moral Mhm stuff to it so like the other one was just the other one just felt like a a fantastic four kind of knockoff but this one with her being like the star and him being like the the stay-at-home dad struggling it kind of carried a lot of weight yeah i agree 
Also, like, I um, thought they did the baby thing well, actually. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, I cut you off. What I... were you saying? Well, I don't like how they did the um, the bad guy, but, like, I was like, well, they kind of have to do a generic storyline somewhere, so <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah, the, but... the, like, reveal, like, was, it felt really obvious. I kind of thought it was going to be spoiler, potentially, for Incredibles well, 2. It's been a so... while, but whatever. I thought it was going to be both of them, <laughs> not just her. I thought it was going to be the guy, which shows that I'm sexist, but, like, I, like, as soon as they did the uh, elongated look at her, like, right when they met, when she was, like, leaning against the long table or whatever, they did an elongated look at her as she was watching them leave, and I was like, oh, it's it's her. And then, like, every time Saul would open his mouth, I'd be like, oh, but it's got to be him. <laughs> I like that you also call him Saul. <laughs> I like that he and uh, the fucking, I don't know, hitman bodyguard guy was also in it. They had, yeah. t- they had two dudes from the show from uh, Better Call Saul. It took me a Saul. little bit to recognize uh, Mike's voice. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Mike, just... that's his name. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about her as a villain, though, because, like, but whatever, that's just nitpicking, because I really like the movie, so. <laughs> uh, I saw a handful of other movies. I saw that movie Tag, which... I have never heard of that. It's It stars Hannibal Burris, John Hamm, um, Ed Helms. Oh. Some, yeah. o- some other guy, okay. and then Hawkeye. Yeah. Jeremy Renner. I saw, like, a thing on Conan or something, or, like, I don't know. Dan is subscribed to some talk show people on YouTube. And so like they have like little clips about, I don't know. It was weird. They were in a car and they were like singing or something. But oh, anyway, car- carpool karaoke, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so it's the weird thing about the movie is apparently during filming, Jeremy Renner broke both of his arms. What so, the fuck? Yeah. So in the movie, he's wearing these like really thin casts. And then his arms are CGI, so they look normal. Which I found out after the film, and now it makes me want to watch it again. But that's the only reason I'd want to watch it again. It was just kind of like, <laughs> it was like, it was, it felt like a hangover spinoff, because, I mean, it had Ed Helms, and it was just like a bro movie. Um, which, you know, kind of sucks. But yeah. the idea of it, which apparently was based on a true story, and like based on a true story, very like let's underline based the entire premise was that this group of guys played tag for like 30 years and there was a group of guys who played tag for 30 years but everything else about the movie was not part of their story yet at the end they still had like showing the like the real group of guys and like the articles about them and stuff so it it definitely (laughs) took their story and twisted it hard that just seems like a really generic thing for somebody to go like whoa 30 years of tag i should make a movie about this yeah that's basically (laughs) what it was so every every may i think they all like play tag and one guy was getting married and they tried to call a truce on it and hilarity ensued oh okay uh i also saw oceans 8 which i did enjoy oh i want to see that so bad it's it's a good time uh i I thought until maybe 20 minutes in that Sandra Bullock was Julia Roberts because I'm racist. So That's fair, honestly. I get them mixed up too. <laughs> so like I kept seeing the posters and stuff and I was like, all right, cool. So Tess is coming back from the original movie and she's going to like run a crew. It's not Tess. <laughs> Julia Roberts is not in the movie. That's not like a spoiler or anything. She's just not right. fucking in the movie because Sandra Bullock is and plays uh, Danny Ocean's sister. Oh, okay. That makes sense, honestly. And then That's it's cool. Yeah. Like it it kind of starts off and it feels like the exact same movie just now with women like she gets out of jail and then plots a heist or something. But then like it it definitely has its own path from after that. Okay, good. But it, I was but, like don't say that, please. No, no. no. <laughs> it, it like the opening scenes are like copy paste. Sure. And, yeah. And then after that it, it goes off on its own thing. I think uh there's an actress in there who I keep seeing in things who I don't know really, who goes by Aquafina. 
I believe she's also a comedian and maybe a rapper, but she her name is a water company. <laughs> she's she's like a, a fun performance in the movie, and then um, Rihanna is like no personality, but it works for her her performance. Okay. And yeah, it's a, it's a fun time. And then finally, I saw "Won't You Be My Neighbor," the Mister Rogers documentary. Oh, how was that? Dan wants to see it really bad. Oh, did either of you grow up watching Mister Rogers? Yes. Then you will enjoy it a lot. I okay. I did not, but I still thought it was like a really good like character prof- profile movie. But like Kate, we saw it with a uh, past guest, Mixtape Majesty, and her her boyfriend John. I forget their thing. There, yeah. Anyway, John and um, Mixtape and Katie Bear both cried like three or four times. Oh. Because it's just this. You know, Mr. Rogers was amazing. I can't argue with that. I didn't have the most connection to, to most people did. But, like, I left the movie going like, God, he's... That was great. God damn it. Did you it. see it at Varsity? Yes. I, okay. So I'll need to find, like... I actually don't know where any um, uh, indie theaters are here in San Diego. So that'll be an adventure. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I was listening, but I looked over and both my cats decided to join us in the room. And Aww. and Dennis laid down, put her, but like laid down, like put her face directly in the carpet. And then there's like all her weight on her head. And then it flopped. <laughs> and now she looks so comfortable. But before that, she, it, looked so, it looked really painful. So, we've cats, guessed man. Cats, man. So, and also, I, uh... I feel like theatrically, we're just kind of in a dry spell as far as things i want to see so i don't know how movie episodes are gonna go unless you're like let's watch this and i'm like all right cool no, that's cool i was just like whenever we see a movie that we're like hey i really want to talk about that um we don't have to do them all the time i'm not like forcing you <laughs> i like the idea of doing them but i'm just like oh, there's nothing good right now mm. yeah no worries um so dan has been trying to chuff at at Kara. do you know what chuffing is nope that was my next like thing i was gonna say <laughs> what the fuck is chuffing So chuffing is this thing that lions do uh, to like communicate with each other. And he thinks it's like a really good idea to like try and communicate with her like that because so we watch this show called the Northern Lions Super Show, which is a it's basically a three hour podcast that um, gets recorded once a week where this guy, Northern Lion, not like that's his like YouTube name or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, gets with his friends uh kind of like spice girls and they talk about stuff uh just that like whatever is going on or like whatever happened in their week it's kind of like this except with video games so um in that one of his favorite people one of dan's favorite people decided that they would try and chuff and so dan decided that it would be a good idea to try and chuff with kika and um so i tried it because i was like oh what better gift to give him when he comes back than a cat who responds to chuffing and um can you is it a sound you can do or like something you what is it again how so so this is (laughs) i'll try and replicate it but i like instantly forgot what i did with my voice so it's like (sighs) all right i'm gonna look at my cat and try it Geezer's still cleaning her leg. Dennis is asleep. So I did that like three or four times at Kika. She turned her... So she was in the door because she's fascinated with the door right now. Like she wants to like run away or something. And I did that at her and she turned around like really instantaneously. And she was like... Like her eyes were like really wide. And then she like came over to me. And then I like... I was sitting down because I was trying to get the, the audio to work. And I like bent over... And she, like, backed away and, like, arched her back and fluffed her tail. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what? Like, 15 curse words did I just say? <laughs> it was terrifying. And then Jet came over and he, he like, almost jumped in my lap. And he, cause, like, okay, he does this really annoying thing when me and Dan are arguing. Or, like, even raising our voices at each other because we're getting, like in, like, into the argument. Not necessarily, like, mad at each other. It's just, like, something we do. And he's like, don't fight guys and he'll like get in my lap jet jet will not dan (laughs) uh, um so he just like does that whenever 
that sort of thing happens. So like when Kika did that, Jet like ran across the room and like tried to jump in my lap and he was like, What's wrong, mom? And he like started like licking my hands and I was like, What the fuck just happened? Wow. So that was cool. I potentially just communicated with both my cat and dog at the same time by making that horrible sound. <laughs> Are you gonna keep up with it and maybe I'm, have I'm gonna dialogue? see and like try and replicate results and if it really does upset her I'm gonna stop doing it, but like hey, if it works, man, it'd be cool. Now is the goal that she like walks up to you and like meows or something? Yeah. Like the goal I think is headbutts. I think that's like what happens when lions do it. Like they chuff and then they headbutt. It's like a sign of affection. So I think that's he. I think Dan like wants to train her to headbutt him on command. So that's the best part of a cat: the headbutts and the rubs <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, that's true. And oh my god, I don't. I'm gonna take pictures of her toe beans <laughs> uh, when we end this call and send them to you because they're really cute. I got like really emotional the other night and I was looking at her toe beans and kissing them as you do yep. and I I looked at them and I was like touching them and I was like oh they're roasty toasty because they're like black <laughs> they're back black with a little bit of pink like around the edges and I was like oh the roasty toasty marshmallows and Dan just looked at me and he was like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you this sounds like my house because Katie today <laughs> on Dennis's Instagram HRH Dennis uh, yep. posted a picture of both geezer and her beans and, adv <gasps> and advise people to not eat their beans because they're not actually beans. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> so I look forward to these these roasty, toasty marshmallows, and I will share them <laughs> with Katie Bear. Yay! <laughs> Sounds fantastic. So I really only have, like, recommendation. Do you have anything else for our loyal ear people? I have nothing else, but I do have a case. Yay! So this is a professional responsibility case from 2004 what's, called Reeves. Huh? What's a professional responsibility mean? So, so lawyers are obligated under the American Bar Association and the California State Bar, wherever they practice, to follow certain professional responsibility rules, which basically means that they have an extra ethical obligation to the client um, above and beyond what would normally be required by like just between two people. Um, and the ethical rules are kind of complicated. A lot of them involve making sure that the client isn't like confused <laughs> or like uh, if they are ever confused, courts usually say, well, you were being confusing, lawyer, because you're in a better and more sophisticated position, and so we're going to, like, let the client off. Obviously, like, clients sometimes abuse that, and they don't always get that their way if they're trying to, like, abuse the system. But, you know, for the most part, that's the way things are. And, like, you know, as a client, you are protected. <laughs> that's what basically the whole point of what I just said. All right. Um <laughs> So this case is from 2004. Uh, it is called Reeves v. Hanlon. And basically what happened was these guys were working in this law firm. Uh, it was like a four-partner law firm. I think it was actually bigger than that. But there were like four main partners who had their name on the law firm. It was like Reeves, Hanlon, uh, I can't think of a funny name to add to the list, but it was like those, you know, how you see like normal law firm names. And um, Hanlon and like three other people decided one day without notice that they would just take the fuck off. And they took the fuck off with like 60 employees. And then they took <laughs> all of the record, all of the client records, called all of them, and they were like, to some of them, hey, this guy just died, uh, so you should come over and be our client now. And to some of them, they were like, we're leaving this law firm. You should come be our client. Um, and they also deleted a whole bunch of uh, like electronic files in the computer, obviously. <laughs> um, 
at this other law firm, so they didn't have that anymore. So like that damaged that part of uh, their client base. So all in all, I think they stole like 140 clients or something, um, and a whole bunch of employees went with them, and they basically just like demolished this law firm. And when Reeves went to sue Hanlon for doing this and like uh, obstructing his ability to, you know, run his business, uh, the court was like, yeah, so we're going to award you the amount of money that you lost, but we're not going to penalize these guys because it was just immature behavior and a get-rich-quick scheme, and we're not going to, like, be upset about that. And I was like, what the fuck? What what good is it to have professional responsibility rules if you're just going to be like, oh, whatever, boys will be boys? That's funny, because I kind of thought that's the way you were going to go, calling it boys will be boys at the end there. Well, there you go. I mean, it is something I often say, so <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's unfortunate. That's something you have to keep saying. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting case, and I am. I think that's one of the reasons that people look at like the legal profession as just like dingy, horrible <laughs> thing. <laughs> I don't know. As someone studying law, do you watch Better Call? Well, this is you can't possibly answer this really, but uh, I feel like you might watch Better Call Saul differently than I do. Like, is it a? I don't know. Are you more invested in it? Or is are you just like, nah, that's not real? So I only watched part of the first episode. Oh, fuck it then. It, <laughs> I mean, it was like super boring. So I was like, okay. And I like at that time, I was really not invested in getting back into the world. Because I was like, well, this, you know, this ship has sailed. I'm not, I'm not that interested. But um, I'm probably going to take a look at it soon. So I will let you know. But uh, yeah, for the most part. I presume that all of the legal stuff that they talk about is either going to be misconstrued or more complicated than they actually let on, mm-hmm. um, as it is for most like crime drama sort of things. Yeah. Um, but what specifically about it am I supposed to be looking at differently? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Because uh, you are more versed on what, like, the specifics of when they get into the nitty gritty of the behind the scenes law shit, like pulling clients from people, like uh, Jimmy McGill doing these, like, little side jobs that may or may not be legal. And they're usually maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. One thing I about... mean, go ahead. Uh, I, I, it would only just be like, a definitive oh yes that's illegal or oh yes you can get reprimanded for that it wouldn't be like well actually <laughs> <laughs> anyway fun uh there's this thing i heard when better call Saul first started people were saying it was better than breaking bad nah it's not yeah it's just like a different show with some familiar faces like it's just a completely different thing so wanting like not wanting to jump back into the world i kind of get but it's a it's basically a different world that makes sense. But the, I mean, because it, it's a prequel, right? Yes. Okay. But tonally, it's very similar in that, yeah, it's a slow burn, but then, like, it's all the big what-the-fuck moments at the end. Okay. Like, I know they definitely sped up the pace in uh, Breaking Bad, but those first few episodes were rough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll try it again. How many seasons are there? Uh, right now, I think they just wrapped three and four premiere date was just announced. Okay. Cool. Um, So for my recommendation this episode, I was trying to find the details on where uh, purchasing stuff for will go, but uh, I am recommending an EP by the band Murder by Death called, let me get the exact title as well, Uh, it is on Bandcamp, and it was a kind of Kickstarter funded bonus thing for their new album. They always like they for every new album they do like a thing with their fans where they can they basically pay for the pressing of the album via Kickstarter. So you're pre-ordering the album that kind of thing. And after a certain amount of money that they raise cuz they hit their goal every time, they release other fun things and this was the first like bonus thing. Uh it is an EP called Songs in the Key of RoboCop. Uh <laughs> it is a song that is it is a an EP that is less than 5 minutes long. 
It is six songs, and they're all songs written and performed by the band's uh, vocalist. Uh, and these are songs that he sings to their dog. Uh, that is incredible. And the dog's name is RoboCop. So the song titles are Perfect Robert, Everybody Loves Him, and His Name is RoboCop, <laughs> Little Roberts, uh, one of my favorites, Ooh La La, parentheses, That Dog is Thinking About Life. <laughs> Uh, Robert's in town, and I'm going to play a little bit of the the, the fifth song on the EP. Uh, you may, it may or may not translate to your side of things, but it'll pick up in the recording. It is called Daddy's Coming Out of the Bathroom, and it goes a little something like this. Daddy's coming out of the bathroom. So yeah, it, it's uh, Daddy's coming to the bathroom. It's an occasion for me. Their songs written both about his dog and from the perspective of do- his dog, and it's so much fucking fun. And uh, I am still trying to stall to find the uh, the page. Uh, camp the page. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was typing things and got lost in my own mind. Uh, That's fine. Uh, pro- what could I vamp about? Um. <laughs> nah, we're good. Found it. Uh, okay, so all the proceeds for this go to the Kentucky Humane Society. So y- you can pay it's five dollar digital album, and all the money that they raise from that goes to this. But I got the uh, the EP for free as one of the kickstarters. But I, I think I still wound up throwing some money at it because it seemed like a cool idea. But Daddy's coming out of the bathroom. Songs about their dogs. Because uh, I definitely sing songs to and about Dennis and now yeah, Geezer. So I like this idea. Fantastic. You should make um, EPs about your kitties. <laughs> that'll be next, sure. Okay, yay! I haven't done Overcord in a while, but that'll be the return. Um, <laughs> so that'll do it for episode 71, I believe. Um, yeah. If you want to talk to us, you can do so at the emails, blipcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at blipcast. The show's on Facebook, facebook.com slash blipcast. I am at Overcord. She's at Lady Laumies. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yo. Hello. Hi. I figure this is easier, and I don't want to fuck around with it for an hour. That's that's fair. I I really would like to figure out what the hell the Toronto thing is, whatever that weird robot lady voice is. It's just the input. I think it's just like... um, an automated thing from the USB cord because it's not connecting properly. But why is it saying that? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's a ghost. Can robots have ghosts? Um. Wow. I think... It's got too real, I think. Well, no, I think maybe, but they wouldn't be the same as, like, organic ghosts. Organic ghost. Well, there's an episode title. Gonna go ahead and pop that in my phone right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, good start. (laughs) Thanks for the notes. I appreciate (laughs) it. No, on on my part, because I just like I could easily just start it, but I started writing organic ghost. Someone did not want to forget it. Well, for sure. Also, I was confused about the number until like five minutes ago. So what I, number are we at? We are on 71. Yay! Yay. <laughs> A Catbox production.